Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the all time this, this podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the All-Time Mystery Podcast, where you have yours truly, Little B at Pernelli Sports, Chris, a.k.a. Hater at Supercharge33, and Tyler at T underscore Dement. Thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry we uh, missed you all last week. We had some technical difficulties with our uh, program and uh, software we used, but we're back this week and hopefully ready to give you a great podcast. And let's go ahead and get right into it this week. We have a lot of news. This is a Super Bowl special with the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting tomorrow night. But the first thing is, let's go through some quick news. But I think the big one we got to start off with, guys, is Matthew Stafford got traded by the Lions to the Los Angeles Rams. I had a poll up on Twitter asking the same question. The Rams were my favorite the whole time, and I thought this was a great trade. Um, my big things about this, and I will uh, point out beforehand it off to you, is and I want to ask you guys this really fast as well. There was a lot of speculation or rumors out there of what some of the things were offered for Matthew Stafford, and they went with the two future first-round picks instead of first-round draft picks this year, a.k.a. like the Carolina Panthers offered the eighth pick overall or the seventh pick overall in this draft for Matthew Stafford plus something else. Now, if you are the Detroit Lions – do you trade Matthew Stafford for the first this year in the eighth pick, or do you take the futures? And take it into consideration as well, they did this to do it right by him. His number one landing spot the whole time was always the Los Angeles Rams. That's where he wanted to go, and it was just perfect that the universe collided, and they both the Rams got a crap ton in return, and Matthew Stafford got to go where he wanted, which I thought was the best fit with the best offense, with the best weapons out there. So, Tyler? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. What what do you have on the Matthew Stafford uh, trade? Well, I mean, I just want to start off by saying that, like, th- this trade is going to be remembered by, for the Rams side, it's going to be, do they ever win a championship when it comes, you know, with Stafford? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about for the Rams. Um, yeah, very much so. They decided that they decided that golf wasn't good enough to get them to the champion to the Super Bowl again, obviously. So. When that happens, I mean, obviously you have to decide that the guy that you're trading for can. Um, so if for whatever reason he can't, um, then, I mean, I, I you have to wonder if the trade was worth it because, you know, you're giving away a good amount of prospects for um, Stafford. And, you know, I'm a big Stafford fan, but he is 32. He has had some back problems. Um, you know, this this trade could end up going really well for the Rams, and it could end up going really bad for them. Um, yeah. But it also kind of depends on what the Lions do with the picks they get. Um, they're in a good position because they, they're going to have some, some picks com- coming up here, well, you know, that are going to be prime picks. Gonna be, but, 
not for the Rams though. I mean themselves, yeah, but the Rams, you know, you gotta assume they're at least gonna be playoff picks they're gonna be getting. You gotta assume the Rams will at least make the playoffs every time with those draft picks. Well that that's true. But again, you know, I like I said, I, I love Matthew Matthew Stafford, but you know, he's been hurt a ton, you know, yeah, over at least the last, you know, few years and it's like you know, his back apparently doesn't seem to be hanging hanging around very well. And, you know, let's say if, if for whatever reason he misses, like, you know, a good amount of games, they could end up being not very good. Oh, very um, much so. so. I mean, yeah, but that was that's with any trader thing that injuries could screw okay. up and you get. I, you know what, I, I kind of, if, if I have to pick a side of this trade, I kind of like it for the Lions more um, because I, I ref, I've refused you know, this year to believe that golf has been as bad as people have perceived him. Um, yeah. I still think at the very, I, I think at the very worst, he's like a, like a middle of the road quarterback starter in the league. So assuming that these picks pan out for them, which that's assuming a lot, you know, but if the lions nail the picks they get, you know, they could win this trade. It's still one of those trades where who knows who will win it. But for the Rams, to me, it would have to be a Super Bowl appearance or a win for them to even consider winning this trade, um, unless the Lions just completely, you know, bomb the picks. Oh, completely agree. I mean, I think you couldn't have said any better. I mean, it is all about the picks. I mean, right now, it's a win-win, you would say, with the picks. But again, even if the the Detroit Lions don't get anything or get one player out of these draft picks or trade those draft picks for more draft picks, whatever they do. I mean, as long as they can get one player out of it, that it becomes something because like you said, the Rams, it's, it's Super Bowl or bust with that pick or that trade. I mean, you're literally, it's, it's Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay bringing Tom Brady in and they made it to the Super Bowl. If they didn't make it to the Super Bowl or if they don't win the Super Bowl, do you consider it a victory of bringing Tom Brady in? So uh, that's my thoughts on it. Chris, are you finally here to give your opinions on the Matthew Stafford trade? I'm home. Um, first of all, then from the Panthers are for Matthew Stafford. No, it's a, it's, it's just a new right by the player, even though Ben Platinum, even though never been saw him play, really. It's a whole new team. But this player and that and have been the franchise for what ten years now? Yeah, yeah, close enough. Um, so doing right by the player is it shows you no know, players that want to come to Detroit when they start to hopefully um again that hey, we care about our players and even if you know, everything dissolves away. What is it taking somewhere that, you know, want you? Well, not if something so that's flat. I think that's uh, really uh, honorable by the line new uh, management. Just something on Matthew Stafford. He is the fastest player ever to reach 20,000 career passing yards, 71 games. Fastest uh, player to ever reach. 30,000 career passing uh, yards in 109 games. Fastest player to ever reach 40,000 yards in 147 games. And the fastest player to reach 45,000 yards passing in 165 games. I mean, the guy's legit. He's when healthy, 
he might be an elite quarterback that's been on such a horrible team that it just hasn't been able to ever work. I mean, the Lions have been a dumpster fire of a team for decades, and Matthew Stafford did what he could do for this team, but they need a complete rebuild. I mean, they tried, they failed. Good for them, like uh, Chris is saying, to trade him to his number one option and giving him a chance to get somewhere with something. So uh, I just uh, the big thing too with it is golf. Golf's contract. You know, at one point people were saying, "Does does the Detroit Lions take a quarterback at their pick in the first round at number seven or whatever they have?" You can't now. You have to. You've eaten into Goff's contract, and that's going to eat so much. Why would that? Because I, you can't. You can't. You you have so many needs on that team. You and you have to pay Goff a buttload of cash. You can. You have to play him. You cannot. Well, why would that him? Because. You are wasting anything you can have. Why you're taking the best player on the board? You're not. I would, and, and there's no quarterback. You. I'm going to go ahead and say there's no quarterback better in this draft where they would be drafting. The only quarterback that's better than Goff is Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields isn't it. Trey Lance isn't it. Mac Jones isn't it. That's it. I mean, those guys are the guys, and they're none of them are better than Goff right now. I'm going to say. I'm going to go ahead and play now. The Detroit Lions are not making the pick at pick seven. They're not going to make that pick. They don't claim the pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just depends on what happens at number two if a team comes jumping up and tries to get the second quarterback in the draft. But let's go ahead and keep moving on. And the big news right now, and Adam Schefter reported it today, Carson Wentz, another quarterback, is going to be traded to a team this offseason. It just seems like quarterbacks are being tossed around like crazy. This is you know, insane to see NFL teams trading players left to right and definitely the at the most position or important position, the quarterback position. And Carson Wentz, I know all three of us are pretty big believers and we were all believers of the Philadelphia Eagles this year. And I just think it was COVID, injuries, 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 and I think general managing skills of the Philadelphia Eagles that is really hurting this team. And I think any team that gets Carson Wentz is going to get a player and a good player. And I'm just curious on who gets them. And the, I know the last big news was the Chicago Bears were the ones being the most interested in him. So, I mean, Matt, you know, Carson Wentz coming from Doug Peterson, who comes for Andy Reid, and Matt Nagy comes for Andy Reid. So there's a lot, you know, all those ties and that offense he knows and loves. So it wouldn't be that much different. So, I mean, the Chicago Bears make the most sense. What do you have it on there, Chris Wentz? Do you have anything? First of all, I didn't get to play who won the trade. It popped over me. Who cares? We like pilots no, for five no, minutes. Nobody like nobody you, won the trade. Nobody nobody won the trade. No, I never got my opinion on it. It popped over me. Think of. Anyway, it's more than five minutes, and it's not even off. Anyway, moving on. That that's you can't say that if the, the if the Los Angeles Rams make the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions did not win. You can't say that. Well, it's not a hands down. The Detroit Lions then go and draft 
freaking Demarcus Russell and fucking who's another uh I'm trying to think of uh, Mike Williams from USC, another Mike Williams from USC. Those are the two first round draft picks, both bust. Woo, Lions won the trade. No, hey, they don't. it comes what they but, get out of the trade. If they draft two so shit players that never produced and then in the higher pit, and then normally little bit. That, like, you got, that is such a if and and buts. It shouldn't no, even no, be in the argument. And then from the other end, too. I'm saying, what? Two. Two. And future. Not not this year. And the second round pit this year. No. Third round pit. Yes. And move that third round pit. Anyway, no one didn't move and and one. By the way, why didn't this start? This is the biggest threat. This is what I have in the next 10 years. Playing Carson Wentz. The thing that Jalen Hurts is just Lamar Jackson in this guy. If the Bears get Carson Wentz, this automatically puts the Bears as the favorite. I mean, look, the Detroit Lions are on the down pit. Um, the Minnesota Vikings eat that instead. That also the good part of the uh Kurt Hansen getting traded as well. So Kurt Hansen gets traded, then it's just the Bears and the Bears. Kurt Cousins not getting traded. They just signed him to an extension at the beginning of this season. That was two years ago. No, at the beginning of this season they gave him a contract extension. The contract is up in twenty twenty three. Keep talking. Um. Yeah, it yet. Carson Wentz, as Tyler and I were talking about earlier, I, actually I'm not going to feel this, but they used to get him some letters, and then to get him the offensive line, and just going to have the same problems that Carson Wentz had. March 16th, 2020, Kirk Cousin has agreed to a two-year extension to remain with the Minnesota Vikings. Two years. Two years. So this year they just gave him a contract extension. So they didn't even move him. $66 million extension. That's not bad. Hey, Depending on how much guaranteed it is. If it's fully guaranteed, then they have to eat it all. How bad do they want to move on from him? Probably not that badly. Anyways. Well, just sorry, just to just to let you know, the guarantees are $66 million. The, the contract's fully guaranteed, by the way. That was his first contract. His first contract was no, fully guaranteed. I don't know. contract. No, the current contract is two years, 66, and it also says the guarantees are 66. Okay, so, yeah, then it's 66. So, yeah, it's so no, they're, they're, they can't get – he's not going anywhere. Okay. Well, that that is bad. Um, but there's what did Carson Wentz – what Carson Wentz are they going to get? Are they going to get this new Carson Wentz? Are they going to get the MVP caliber of Carson Wentz? Yeah, that's the big thing. What Carson Wentz are you getting? I mean, and are what are you willing to trade for? Let me ask you that right now, both of you. Uh, and then we'll let uh, if you're not done, if you're done, then we'll transfer over to Tyler. But I'm going to give you this question, and uh, Tyler can ask about if you're any team out there that's needing a uh, quarterback, like the Chicago Bears. What are you offering for Carson Wentz? 
Are you still a believer in them, or are you going to try to buy low and see if the Eagles are willing to trade for low? I would say the second round pick in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I would think it depends. It, it depends. I mean, the Chicago. I mean, really, the Bears. overall pick is a high and a low pick. Sorry. So really, you're not, you're not getting much. I, I'm really the fact that you're quarterback at pick 20, that you want to quarterback? No. Carson Wentz is the best option that you're going to give up that 20th overall pick. Yeah, very much so. Tyler, what do you have on this? Well, I just want to say, like, obviously I, I love Carson Wentz, and I loved him coming into this year. And, you know, a lot of things affected the Eagles this year, but, you know, I think that he – Obviously, the fact that, you know, his offensive line was hurt pretty much all year. I think he dealt with a little bit of, of a confidence issue, too, uh, especially after they went to Jalen Hurts. And, I mean, I, I feel like whatever team does trade for him, I think they're getting a real prize because not only do I think he's a really good quarterback, but I think he's going to be as motivated as he has ever been because that's super, um, you know, like – you know, disheartening, you know, for a player when you, you know, you've been, you know, for all things considered, I mean, he's been a very good quarterback in the league when he's been healthy and, and, you know, they, he struggled this year and then all of a sudden they're so willing to put a rookie in, um, in place of him. So I think you're getting a very motivated Carson Wentz. Um, I think if Chicago gets him, I mean, you would have to say they're definitely a, a Super Bowl contender if they do that, because, a lot of people said all year, you know, the number one, you know, weakness of the Bears was quarterback. So if that's the case, I mean, you're you're sure enough the number one weakness, that, weakness right off. Um, so I, I definitely I hope he does get traded. I'm sure he will. Um, where I don't know, but I think anywhere he goes, he's going to automatically make a team better. Um, and I still believe he's a good quarterback. And I think I do think the Eagles will regret trading him because I think that. No matter what way, you know, it goes, I think that Hurts will never be anywhere close to the quarterback that wins his. Yeah, and, and Hurts will never even be close to the quarterback that Lamar Jackson is. <laughs> like, that That's the straight-up truth. Like, I, I'm sorry, Eagles fans, you guys are about to be in just their head coaching hire. Stupid. Firing their head coach, Doug Peterson. Stupid. Keeping Jeff Lurie. Stupid. You're going to trade Carson Wentz so you can move on to Jalen uh, Hurts. Stupid. I mean, this organization is just making dumb decision after dumb decision. Yeah, very much so. Well, hey, just as a – just as like a – I don't know how, much, how, how far it off, but four, five, six-month spoiler, I'll tell you right now, for 2021, uh, the Eagles are most definitely going to be my fourth-place team. They don't got shit with them. Yeah. Not with them having problems. Yeah, they 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 have a lot of they have a lot of missing pieces. But let's go ahead and move on to uh, some MLB news. MLB is right around the corner, and finally, teams are making some decisions and doing some stuff. And speaking of that, Nolan Arenado was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals for nothing. Rockies literally traded a top player in the MLB for literally nothing. Oh, and they gave $51 million to the Cardinals to help 
with Nolan Arenado's contract. The Rockies literally just said, forget it. We don't want to be good. We're going to give you one of the best players in MLB for a chump of change. I'm sitting here looking at it. Nolan Arenado and approximately $51 million were traded to the St. Louis Cardinals for left-handed pitcher Austin Gober, infielder Malto Gill, infielder Eli, I'm not even going to try to say it. I mean, and two more pitchers. I mean, a whole Mont bunch of prospects. Bomb. That's yeah, the best prospect is the Bomba. for the Bomba, whatever his name. Not per not per prospects rankings twenty twenty for the Cardinals. It's actually the third baseman that they traded to them, the Monado or Montereo. He is the eighth overall prospect for the Cardinals. As of right now, before the so, I'm trying to look where Gover's at, and I don't see him. Can I just go off right now? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go off. Yeah, this is the most mind-boggling, absolutely stupid place I've ever seen. How do you not get the St. Louis Cardinals first prospect for Nolan Arenado? And you know it told me last year that, oh, hey, uh, the, the Rockies are going to play Arenado. And then you tell me this result, I would call you an idiot. Because this is absolutely stupid, you know. Number one, you only got the eighth overall prospect. Mmm. Which means they've been tired ass for the number one overall prospect. Secondly, they've been fifty million dollars like the Arizona like Arizona Cardinals, but like the St. Louis Cardinals need money or something. In fact, the Cardinals would have to have the money to the Cardinals. Come on. Yeah. This is I mean, this, yeah, this is a complete joke of a joke. I mean we say that. We say that. Oh, oh Yeah. We say that, but I remember when the Green Bay or sorry, the Atlanta Braves traded for JD Drew, who was supposed to be this next thing. You know who we traded away? You know who we traded away? Fucking Adam Wainwright. And Adam Wainwright became a fucking stud for the Cardinals. He still is pretty good. still a stud for the Cardinals. And J.D. Drew is out of the league, and it was out of the league like two years after we got him. I mean, so hey, you don't know good. the truth. <laughs> you don't know the true winners of trade sometimes until you see what the prospects do. I mean. But, but Leonardo's the best third baseman in the end. I wouldn't even know oh, him this. No, I don't, you, you can't argue that. He is the best. Can that get another one class that the third base in? And they didn't um, get, I mean, the Cardinals have three. They have three, three third basemen in their top ten. The Cardinals do, of their top prospects. They got the third. They didn't even get the first or the second. They settled for the third best third baseman on the St. Louis Cardinals uh, prospect list. Nolan Gorman, number two overall prospect. Jordan Walker, number six overall prospect. All third basemen. Yes, Jordan Walker's a rookie and Nolan Gorman's in advance A, but the one that they traded for, he is MLB ready. 
So the the Rockies, okay, well, we'll pass on the better prospects to the guy who's ready to play now. It's a horrible trade. Tyler, What do you ha- do you have anything on this trade? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just say this. I, I admit that I don't know a ton about the prospects that were traded here, but, I mean, Nolan, Nolan Arenado obviously still a really, really good player, but, I mean, it is important to note, though, you know, these these guys that play at cores, um, their numbers are, are stacked compared to what they look like when they're on the road. Um, obviously, these guys get to play half their games at home, half their games on the road. And, I mean, just to throw the numbers out there, I mean, Arenado has barely been average on the road. I mean, really. Um, you know, well, his Coors, glove is not. He has a 322 batting average at Coors, but on the road he's at 263. Um, I mean, and, and that's not just him. That's not just him, by the way. That That's pretty much everybody who plays at Coors. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a really good player because he is, but, you know, to expect him to be in St. Louis what he is in Colorado, that's probably not realistic. Um, but what who's going to behind Paul Nolan? Say what? Who's batting behind, behind Paul Nolan? That's fine, but that I mean, he played with good players in Colorado too, though. True. I mean, th- it's not about that. It's just a fact, you know. And it's not just him. It's not a knock on him. It's every player that plays a course. Every player who plays his own games, of course, have better numbers than on the road, and usually it's drastic, and in this case it is too. I mean, we're talking about a, I mean, a 60-point 60, 60 jump, you know, from on the road to court. So, you know, while I agree with you guys, like, you know, the, the trade, you know, might not have been good enough, but, I mean, we also have to understand, you know, there's a big ballpark factor here, and, I mean, it, it is a real thing because we, we know this with a lot of course guys. Um, when they leave, and also, you know, just in the regular season, when they play on the road, none of them are very good, um, com- definitely compared to what they are at home. So, I mean, I-, I do think that, you know, if you're a Cardinals fan, you need to temper expectations a little because, you know, you're not getting – That's a fair point. Or not. I mean, there, there is a big difference. I mean, when and I'm not – you're not thinking about his back, you're thinking about his gloves. His walk don't change when it's been. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Honestly, I don't know about that either. Uh, he, he, he's known for his bad most people. Okay, but he's also known for his bad. I I get what you're saying. The guy's batting 322 at home, and obviously it's a ton of home runs. So I'm just saying, you at know, home. you're not getting 322 right, right, right. and a ton of home runs at St. Louis. You know, no. you're, you're probably getting closer to the 263 and, and a good amount of home runs, but you're not looking at Coors numbers here. He's not batting 322 no. in, in 40 home runs at, at uh in at Bush Stadium. That's just not happening. So I mean, why would you do it? Those kind of numbers, though. What what is his numbers in in Bush Stadium? Oh, I have no idea. I- yeah, I, that's I that's the that, stats that we'll have to go back and look for. Go ahead, Tyler. I just know that in general, guys in general, including himself, they're not very good on the road, period. And and, and yeah. it's a pretty significant jump, too, by the way, because Coors is literally the best 
the best uh, well, hitting park it's, in it's the a, league. Yeah, because it's one of the smallest ballparks. And then also it's just as high as mile high or nearer to it. So the air is thinner and the ball travels a lot better. That's what makes yeah. it. It's actually not, not that small. It's not that small. He's it's not just hitting, the air. He's not hitting 322 it's, and 40 home runs at Bush. That's all I'm saying. And no, no, you're right. 63 and maybe 30. I'm just saying that's still. Really I think really you're. Good. I think you're giving him. I don't think he's going to be as low as 263. I, I think he'll be a 280 bat, and I just don't think he'll be the three. But he's definitely. I, 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 I think you're. I, I think he's going to hit as well. But he's not hitting 40 home runs out there. No, he's not. No, he'll hit no, no. His power numbers he's are going to suffer a little. Oh, very much so. There, there's I, nobody would argue that his power numbers are going to suffer, but. I don't think he's going to see the massive, massive, massive decrease in. Oh, my. Okay, so he has five home runs and an open net of 8,000, or 8,000, sorry, 848 at the stadium. Well, you, you, I didn't understand what you That's said. That's the second though. highest open net of his career at any ballpark. The only That's highest is. Hmm? I said okay. Very, also, small sample size too. Right. So moving on to the next signing of baseball, um, go ahead and talk about my Atlanta Braves finally making a splash and signing Marcel Ozuna back to a four-year deal. I was I was very excited for this because every prospect, every player, everything that was happening that was a bat, the Braves were in it till the end, and then they're like, oh nope, too rich. We're gonna back off of this. Oh, nope, too rich. We're backing off of this. And then it's like, even when it was not that bad, like Jock Peterson, two-year deal for like $60 million. Ah, we're not going to do that. Oh, this, ah, we're not going to do that. And it's just like, God, just do something. Because we, Freddie Freeman is so much, da- so much more dangerous when he has the Josh Donaldson and then the Marcel Zuna right Josh behind Donaldson him. That. No, he, he's with the Twins. I'm just saying the one year we had Josh Donaldson. And oh, then, then yeah. Well, I, I, I was yeah, so I'm just saying, just to have you know that those years, his numbers jumped significantly because he had the protection. Because you know we thought Acuna was going to be that, and Acuna could be that, but he's Acuna's just an unfair matchup to you know lead off. So that's where Acuna's at. So he doesn't get his bat doesn't get as used as often to be the power. So I was very excited to bring Marcelo Zuna back. This was probably Zuna's best year at the plate. I mean, he's he's a DH. They're bringing the DH into the NL. That's staying. Oh, that's that's sure. Yeah, it's pretty much for sure. He's that's why we. I mean, he's not an inf- We're not paying him to be an infielder or even a defender. He, he's this. This is all about him being the bat. Like he he will play games. Obviously, they rotate, but he will not be an everyday starter at all with, with this contract and playing. His defense struggled mightily over there in the left field. So that's my thoughts. I'm ex- I'm happy with it. And they already came out. Alex Ignopoulos or whatever his name is, the G- GM for the Braves, said this will not affect uh, Freddie Freeman's contract extension, and we are working on that next. So that's all that matters to me is that Freddie Freeman stays and gets the next contract extension. Do you guys want to say anything on the Marcelo Zuna? Wait, oh, fine. And then the big one. Yeah. What, what was that? Tyler? What was the money? What was the money on that that four year deal? Give me one second. I had it pulled up. 
It's $65 million guaranteed that could reach $80 million if the Braves pick up his fifth-year option. So four years, 65, and then there's a fifth-year option. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like that. I like Ozuna a ton. I mean, and he has tons of power. Uh, that seems yeah. like a pretty friendly deal for, for the Braves, too. I mean, I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, I do, too. It's a good deal. And what the thing is, he clicked. You know, he really clicked with this young talent of the roster. He he got really friendly with Okuna and Albies and all those guys. He's the one that started to mix it up uh, tr- sta- uh, thing during the Braves' season last year. He's the one who, every time a big hit or a home run, he'd be the one on the side running down the baseline, mixing it up with, the, you know, like a bowl and a spoon. He's the one who started it all. So, I mean, he, he really clicked with this roster, which I think really helped. But I think the biggest news, because it's the biggest free agent out there, and I know this one hurts our boy Tyler, you know, Bra- uh, Trevor Bauer finally got signed. And, of course, he gets signed by the Los Angeles Dodgers. The rich get rich. <coughs> what was that? Pollution. <laughs> Yeah, this this one hurts. I hate that Trevor Bauer went to the NL and had to go play for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I mean, what else can uh, this? Nothing about this is exciting. This just you know sets them up to make another run. I, the Mets screw themselves. The Mets had a contract out there and then said, you know what, Trevor, we're setting a deadline. You have to check this now, or we're taking it off the table. He's like, right, fuck you. <laughs> What was that? I don't think it's at all. Now they have more money. And some of that was good, but how long is it? Yeah, true. Trevor Bauer, I'm, I wanna look, I'm trying to look up his stuff. He yes, has, you know, they, His ERA is 3.9. Right? Uh, did he win the Cy Young, Tyler? Did he win Cy Young last year? Yeah, yeah. he did. He, he's a Cy Young winner. So... He has 75 wins, 64 losses. His ERA, this is his career, obviously, 3.9 with a war of 17.5. I mean, his best season, his best full season, he should have not been a Cy Young winner last year, by the way. He was not the best pitcher. There's better guys out there. Uh, where's the win? Yeah, that's that's in the lead in on 19. His best season with Cleveland was in 2017. Where he had 17 wins. That's his best year. Every other year, he barely gets into the double digits. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's whatever you want to say it is. I mean, in 2019, he was Cleveland, Cincinnati, and that was an 11 win season. He's usually it's 11. So when he really became a starter, it's five wins, 11 wins, 12 wins, 17 wins, 12 wins, 11 wins, and then in those years. Eight losses, 12 losses, eight, nine, six, and 13. I mean, he he's a 50-50. I mean, I think uh, Hayu, Hayu, what the other guy, the other pitcher is probably better for the Dodgers than you know this? Yeah. What did so. you say, Hinton, didn't you? <laughs> no, Hayu, what's his name? You know this. Yeah, no, not Hugh Darvis, no. 
Like, I'm not even close to Hugh Darvish, and you're going... What was this guy talking about, Tyler? Mueller? Mueller? No. That... Oh, fucking God. My co-hosts are... Mueller? 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 But he's not even the best pitcher on this. I mean, he's the... And now? He's going to be the third pitcher on this roster. It's Clayton Kershaw still. It's Walker Buehler. Oh, man. I really wish I could think of that name. But what do you have? All right, Tyler, you've been quiet long enough. Give me what your opinions and thoughts are on Trevor Bauer. Well, I mean, obviously I'm upset that he didn't stay in Cincinnati. I mean, he's a good pitcher. Um, I've seen him – I mean, I've watched him for a long time, obviously, because, you know, I've seen him play with the Indians, and I liked him there. And then, obviously, he came to Cincinnati, which is my team, and I, I watched him, obviously, there. Um, I, it sucks that he's not staying. I'm not surprised, though, that he's not. Um, it just sucks that he's going to the Dodgers because it seems like they get everybody. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's really good. Um, I mean, I, I he's very fiery about the game, which is also an, always a nice thing, too. Um, I just hate that he's going to the Dodgers, and I think, you know, this kind of is a – Huh? He found the guy. He's been real. But I forgot he was in Toronto. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he is now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't like it, obviously. Um, you know, I wish he would have stayed with the Reds. I'm not surprised he didn't, but it just sucks. Um, and I think this is like a good a good time to you know you know talk about how bad the MLB is and how bad they need a salary cap because you know we're talking about you know the Dodgers you know they just continue to get richer and richer and you know it takes away from other teams obviously and and you know that sucks. But I mean I love Bauer. Super fiery guy. Um, I mean, I mean, he's really good. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it sucks that he didn't come. The year he had last year was insane. I mean, especially considering where he was doing it at. I mean, Cincinnati's one of the 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 best hitters park you can ask for, and, and the way that he performed last year was just in, insane. Um, yeah, so obviously, we're gonna, you know, it is what it is. So it is. It sucks. Rich get richer. The Dodgers are gonna be the contenders again for the. World Series. I mean, they're the World Series champs, and that they just added some pieces again this offseason to say that they still are that, and that sucks. I hate the Dodgers, but good for them. Good for Trevor Bauer to finally get a contract. Before we move on to the other part in other segments, buy and sell, I have to bring up the Packers finally let Mike Petson or did not let Mike Petson contract renew. Super exciting news a week ago that I did not get to talk about and dance and joy. Woohoo! That Mike Petson's gone. Well, today, while we're recording, the Packers have hired their new defensive coordinator, Joe fucking Barry, a two time chump <laughs> at fucking defensive coordinator. Two time chump, Matt LaFleur. Two time chump. You're going to bring him in to be your D. De- fucking Mike Petson is a fucking better defensive coordinator than fucking Joe Barry. Joe Barry has been a defensive coordinator for two times, four years. His team's ranks 32nd, 32nd, 28, 28. What the fuck? 
Can we just say what one of those scenes? I don't give a fuck if it's the Redskins. Well, it doesn't matter here. It doesn't matter here. It doesn't matter in what fucking matter. It doesn't have Lindley Town and those Washington no, Redskins. No, it does not fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Talent. No. Have talent life matters. And my late time. 2016 and 2015 were decent fucking Washington football teams. They made it the playoffs. Okay. They made the playoffs. And they were fucking. It was okay, though. They didn't have they anyone making five blind Harrington. I mean, if you're shit. looking for the silver lining, you said that their team, the t- he, his defense is ranked 28 twice. And thirty seconds twice. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll be thirtieth in the middle. Yeah, that's <laughs> like you literally just hired Mike fucking Petton. You literally replaced Mike Petton with the worst version of Mike Petton. This is like, this is a complete joke. Like how how could you go there with all the way Phillips said he came out of retirement and wanted the job? Fucking, you had all these young and up and coming guys, and you say no. And you want and go with like, okay, I'm just gonna settle with fucking shit bag Joe Burt Barry, who's not done shit as a defensive coordinator in any other fucking position. Matt LaFleur literally hired this because he did not care enough to fucking do what was right. And Bill Barry, hold on. Bill Barry what Matt LaFleur before. Joe Burry and Matt LaFleur were together in Los Angeles. Oh, oh, yeah, and Bill Bailey was the linebacker coach, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. <laughs> so, meet the old boss, meet the new boss, just the bad new boss, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this, this is so My friend was, at one time, one of the top 20 head coaching candidates in yes. the yeah, he was. At when, and then he got out of the league because he sucked, and then he came back, and I was excited about Petson. It's like, he was a good defensive coordinator. He could do something. Crap. And then it's like, okay, well, we got rid of him because he was crap and wouldn't listen and didn't want to do anything. And then you go higher. Like, you literally just threw in the – like, this is like throwing in the towel. Like, I was, okay, so, well, I was really hoping the Packers would get Lane Phillips. I was really hoping. I was wait, I wanted, I wanted I Oh man! This, I mean, no, once again, the Lynch and Rodgers, another year of Aaron Rodgers earlier. Yeah, this, this is this, this is disheartening as a Packer fan. This hire, there's not. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm on my, I'm on the phone with my agent. I'm saying, I need to fuck out Green Bay. I mean, like you, like the Green Bay. You said it though. You, you mentioned it. We have a top defense. Of players, we don't have, we didn't have it, but we have the players. The pieces are there. We are an right, attractive situation. That's, yeah. that's the hope I'm having is maybe Bill Bailey has learned from his mistakes and he has the talent, a talent, a talent that outside heaven is gone, right? I think he's free agent. He's a free agent. So maybe no flat corner or something, but. The, the talent there, you have to hope that's a man that don't know. But we shouldn't have to hope. We shouldn't have to hope. Like, like, this is worse than Marvin Lewis. <laughs> yeah. I would have brought Marvin Lewis in. Fuck. He would have been better at defensive coordinator than fucking Joe Barry. 
Oh, he's a like, great defensive coordinator. That's my point. Like, you literally could have – you had all these options, and you literally go with, like, a two-time loser. You literally hire a two-time loser. This is a complete that's, joke. That's, that's fun. Like, this is a complete – this is – I wish the general man, – I wish the general manager would step in and says, no – you you need to do something else. We're not. It's not that's 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 I don't. You, it, it's a bad hire. It's a horrible hire. You literally threw in the fly. You threw it in because as soon as Jim Leonard, the Wisconsin defensive coordinator, the Wisconsin Badgers defensive coordinator, turned down the job, fucking Matt Lafleur said, "Fuck it, I'm throwing in the flag. I'm gonna go hire a bum." That I mean, <laughs> what else can you say? This looks like the old buddy system. You said yourself, you said that, you know, LaFleur was with him before. Maybe they're super good friends, but, you know, that shit does not work out, obviously, at all. This 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 hire could be the end of Matt LaFleur's career. I mean, yeah, Matt LaFleur's been 13-3 and three twice, and he's 26-6 and six as a head coach. Wait a minute here. Hold on. This hire is because he said for one bad call, that's fucking idiotic for a bad call. Now I'm saying two bad calls. Okay, watch it, buddy. <laughs> this, this, I'm not saying fire him right now after a bad hire, but this could be the end of his career. This could be the beginning of the end of his career. If this hire does not work out, this is the reason he gets fired. Because, again, his fucking defense shit. His tenure as a head coach at the Green Bay Packers. This could be the beginning of the end because he yet hired he Mike Petson was not his guy. He absorbed him. Okay, whatever. But then you kept him when you should have got rid of him a year earlier. Then okay, that failed. Okay, then well, guess what? Now you can bring in your guy, and you have the slew of picks. You have one of the best destinations to be a defensive coordinator, and you go hire. A guy who's a two-time chump failure at the defensive coordinator position. <laughs> it's it's disheartening and it's just it's not you're and you, it's not fair to Aaron Rodgers to keep giving him this. I at this point, I would understand if Aaron Rodgers wants out. We we have fucked him left and right at every turn. But let's move on. I can sit here and ramble all day about this. Moving on to the Super Bowl buy or sell. With Tom Brady being successful in Tampa Bay, does this prove the LeBron James effect transcends beyond basketball? Tyler, buy or sell? Hell fucking sell. This question hell fucking sell. Yeah, hell fucking sell, motherfuckers, okay? It's most definitely a sell. The question does not make sense. Um, You know, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team was loaded before you know Tom Brady got there. Um, I mean that that team's been good for a couple years now. The only thing they were missing was a quarterback. They plugged in a, you know what's going to be, you know even if you don't like him, definitely a top three quarterback of all time. I mean and look what happens. I mean, you know that team's been good. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with LeBron James. They, like I said, they've had a talented team for a while. It's not like they brought in a ton of different you know, elite players. They brought in some guys who, you know, like Rob Gronkowski, who obviously is way past his prime and isn't even very good anymore. It's just a big name at that. 
Um, but I mean, other than that, you know, this Tampa Bay team's been good for a couple of years. Uh, now. Well, not good, huh? He was elite at one point, but he's not elite now. He hasn't showed you that he's elite now. It's just a name. Yeah. Just like Gronkowski, it's just a name. There's like Larry Burnett. Exactly. I mean, and, and the only reason they got him is because Jacksonville got rid of him. Anybody could have signed him. I mean. Yeah. I, I, compl- I completely agree. I'm selling this. This question makes no sense. This is Tom – Tom Brady is not. I mean, yes, is he a reason he's there in the Super Bowl? Yes, but and I Tom said Brady, before. Yeah, 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 talent or not? He's not transcending talent. I wouldn't say that. No, he's not a transcending talent. He played in the nineties. He didn't play in the nineties. Not no, in the 2000, NFL. 2001, sorry. Close to fucking enough. Motherfucker's been in the league. For, the dude's been in the league for two decades. It's a sell. It's a sell, sell, sell. Okay? This team was loaded before him. The head, the coaching staff's amazing. We're, I think you in this question and who gave us this question is overlooking how amazing the defense is and how amazing Todd Bowles has been with this defense. The offense has struggled a lot this year. The offense, Tom Brady has struggled a lot this year. Tom Brady has not looked great all this year. You, we have seen the beginning of the, the end of Tom. He does not have the, against the Packers. Did you not see the fucking loss? He was, he doesn't have the arm strength anymore. He literally has to loft it up straight up in the air and hopefully it drops where it needs to drop. The dude's arm is gone, but he has great weapons. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and you got to give it to Antonio Brown's been good. But no, sell. Sorry, sell. Chris, buy or sell. I am buying this question. Of course you are. It's your brother's question. On the premise of one, come on. On the premise of one idea here, you didn't you have the team in place. They didn't have the lane laid in my end, did they not? They didn't have the lane laid. They just brought in Chris Boss and, and uh, LeBron James. Yeah, well, Dwayne Wade was a free agent. Dwayne Wade was a free agent. Quote, unquote, unquote. They're not gonna let the lane lay walk out of it. Come on, it's not in. I wish they did. Oh god, I thought it was such crap that they went to Miami. They should have all went to a new location. That was such crap. So you have, so you have the Miami Dolphins, right? You have the Long Beach Hawks on the phone. I'm not saying good. I'm not saying. Blaine later and then, but he gets on the phone and he's like, hey, uh, Sean Watson, accept the trade. They didn't have it in the defense. They didn't have, um, players, but don't get the Sean Watson, who is, what, the top one of that in the league, top five, sorry. Right? Yeah. So, this hand work, it can, it can, it can make it but you have to have all the pieces in place. 
just like the pants they bought in there, just like the man heat did. Okay. And the Clinton Cavaliers. And the Clinton Cavaliers. You're out never here, Chris. You're not going to, your argument is not on Devin. Your argument falls. <laughs> Moving on to the Super Bowl top fives. Starting with your top five Super Bowl foods. Chris, what's your top five Super Bowl foods? Top five Super Bowl foods are as best, right? The one was Fits and Dip. Yep, of course. Oh, sorry. That, that, that was number three in my bad day. So, burgers and hot dogs. That's number five. Yeah. I, by the way, I did not think for some reason. Weird for the instant barbecue. This is number, number, number four. Number three, chips and dip. Number two, wings. And number five, and number one, pizza. You don't have pizza on the Super Bowl, it's a really in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think we're all going to have an agreement on that. Tyler, top five Super Bowl foods. Okay, going from five to one. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with meatballs. Uh, like, you know, the ones you make in a crock pot? Yep. With the barbecue sauce. Um, number four, I'm going to go with mozzarella sticks. Yep. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with chips slash nachos, both, I guess. Uh, number two, wings, and, of course, number one, pizza. you got to have pizza. If you ain't got having pizza at your Super Bowl party, you're just doing it wrong, and you need to just go to bed instead. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to know that. All right, my top five Super Bowl foods. Number five. Nachos. Number four, cheese dip is a must. Cheese dip is a must. Number three, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Fried chicken wings. You have to have wings. Number two, I'm going to go wings again, but I'm just going buffalo wild, going buffalo sauce wings. You got fried wings and you got wings. I'm going to do two different wings. Yeah. And then number one, obviously, is pizza. I don't think we're all gonna. I don't think anybody's gonna argue on pizza at all here. That's obviously number one. All right, Chris, top five heartbreaking Super Bowl losses. I'm gonna go with last year. The Niners had a ten point lead. All they had to do was hold, stop, or stop the ten point one time, and they couldn't run the ball. This is the, by the way. We're going to see how fair I am again here. Real soon on this list. Number four. The Carolina Panthers losing to the New England Patriots on a very fair field goal. Number three. Batten Slater's block against the Steelers in Super Bowl 16. You guys haven't seen it. He was wide open. He catches the ball and tied it in. And Nick and the Steelers don't have another Super Bowl. Uh, number two, the Atlanta Falcons historic collapse. <laughs> I wonder where that was at. 28 to 3, and somehow, by the way, Dawson was in the room at the time since like, I'm going to do something else. This game's over. I'm like, 
No, no, I'm mad. What? Lo and behold, in one nickname, number one, the most heartbreaking loss I think ever is Buffalo Bills Wide Right. It's Wide Right. Wide Right. By the way, it's great. That's just great. Tyler, top five Super Bowl losses. Okay, so I'll be honest. I, I struggled with this one and only came up with three, and they're okay. all from my lifetime. Uh, I tried to not go with anything for the most part that was, you know, before I could see it. So I'll go with the third one is Asante Samuel when he missed the easy pick that leads to the David Tyree catch. Um, Obviously, I mean, it, you know, if he catches that interception – that doesn't even happen, obviously, if he catches that easy pick. Um, number two um, would be the Cam Newton play when he hesitated to fall on the fumble. Uh, oh, yeah. The that led to the Broncos, <laughs> uh, you know, ultimately winning the game. And then number one is the Seahawks uh, when they, they threw, threw the pass to the goal line and it's intercepted by Malcolm Oh, that's <laughs> So – my top five. I happen to go through this again. I want, you guys are giving the Super Bowl numbers, so I want to make sure I get the correct Super Bowl numbers. And the first one that came to my mind is the Tennessee Titans versus the St. Louis Rams in the Super Super Bowl, whatever Super Bowl two thousand. And the, the, I can't find the number where where uh, Dyson is tackled. And he's a yard short from winning. That one was amazing. Number four, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have. I have. It's hard disheartening, but it's going back to Denver versus Green Bay, and where John Elway goes over and leaps over and gets doing the helicopter and leads to a, a, a touchdown to win the game and beat my Packers, so we wouldn't be back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Yes, that one I was. Then I also have to agree with number three is going to be the Seattle Seahawks losing to the New England Patriots. Malcolm Butler, goal line, touchdown, interception. Number two is the David Tyree catch, like New England Patriots versus the New York Giants. And number one is going to be the Buffalo Bills wide right. Chris, top five Super Bowl moments. All right. I'm going to go last year. Get upset with Baltimore Holmes and Super Bowl voting. All the one of the biggest upsets ever. Mario Manningham hit against the Patriots. David Tyler hit against the Patriots. Three years earlier. Antonio Holmes hit against the Arizona Cardinals. But no one special. Really special, yeah. Those are all good. Tyler, what's your top five Super Bowl moments? Okay, so number five, I'm going with one, actually, and I I could be wrong, but this might be linked to the one that uh, Hater had. Um... 
I'm going with the the Super Bowl where Joe Namath guaranteed a Super Bowl win. Was that the one yes. that Hater was talking yep. about? Okay. Yep. I mean, like, how how crazy is that to guarantee a win at the Super Bowl? I mean, nobody does that. Um, nope. No. Number four, I'm gonna go with, and it's not even about the game itself. It's about, but but either way, I'm going with the Ravens 49ers when the lights went out. Like no matter yeah. as, as long as I live, I'm always gonna remember that moment. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, like that that was just insane. And then everybody was, you know, like using all these conspiracy theories, like, oh, my God, they're yeah. trying to cheat from one team to the other. It was just insane. Um, Man, Lewis. <laughs> number three, I'm going to go with the Philly special uh, where Nick Foles catches the touchdown pass. Um, number two, the Malcolm B- Butler interception in the end zone. That should have been a run with beast mode, obviously. Um and then number one, I got David Tyree's helmet catch that beats the Patriots. Yes, those are all good. So my number five, a little heartstring here, is the Clay Matthews calling out that he knew the run was coming to him, and he forces the fumble, and the Packers get the ball back. That was a always will be a special. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I'm gonna have to, you know. Unlike you guys, my teams are actually in the Super Bowl once in a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same you, but no. <laughs> sure, sure enough, but at least I have moments of my team. Number yeah, four, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is the Devin Hester opening a kickoff return touchdown for the Chicago Bears. Number three. Is James Harrison picking off Kurt Warner and returning it 101 yards right before half touchdown where Larry Fitzgerald tries to track him down and tackle him. Number two is obviously the David Tyree catch. That has to be in almost everybody's mind. That was one of those moments. And number one, Justin Timberlake taking off Janet Jackson's bra. <laughs> I got, hey, hold on. I got to be honest, by the way. That one almost made my top five. The only reason I didn't do it was because it wasn't even about the actual game. <laughs> we said Super Bowl mode. How about, how about a top five Super uh, Bowl halftime performances? No, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah, honestly, Prince was really good. Prince was my all Prince was probably my all-time favorite, but yes, I I had to throw that in there. I mean, yeah, it wasn't part of the game, but I mean, well, I mean, if you talk about a Super Bowl, everybody's always going to talk about the Janet Jackson. So I mean, yeah, the yeah, and that's why you watch a lot of halftime show. You never know what you're going Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for this week's episode of the All-Time Mystery no, Podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. I'm so sorry. Yes, we got to give our predictions for the games. I completely apologize. Thank you, Chris, for calling me out. All right, Chris, give me your Super Bowl predictions for tomorrow night. All right. Predictions. And so I I picked against Tom Brady the whole year. So, I'm picking... But but in the end, they lose. There we go. Thirty to twenty-four. 
And Patrick Mahomes wouldn't come down you know, to win the game. But Patrick Mahomes is not an MVP. Tyler Matton is. Oh, you're going defense. I like it. All right, Tyler. Give me your Super Bowl predictions. Um, I'm going with the Buccaneers. Um, I'm going to take them to win a, a close game. Um, and I'll admit that part of this is just the fact that I, I'll be honest, I don't like seeing, I don't like seeing teams win back to back and I don't like seeing the same teams in the Super Bowl. That's just, that's just me. I don't, I don't like that. So this is more of kind of a, of a heart pick than a head pick, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Buccaneers in like a 34-30 game high scoring, but somehow Tom Brady pulls it out like he's done so many other times in his career. Yeah, who do you got for your MVP? Um, you know what? Go ahead and give me Tom Brady. Okay. All right. I've thought about this. Thought about it a lot. I even thought about it so much. I put a bet, a bit, a bet. Holy crap! Sorry, everybody. A bet on it on FanDuel Sportsbook or Draft Sportsbook or whatever it's called. That I have the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm predicting the score and everything. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game. 24 to 16 is going to be the final score of this game. And I have Tyreek Hill as the MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I always, I always went Travis Kelsey. I was going to go, you know, tight end too. I was thinking about it. But Tyreek Hill is just a, a transcendent talent with his speed. And watching him, I, think he, I, I like it. That's that's my thoughts. 24-16, Kansas City with Tyreek Hill winning the MVP. That's it for this week's episode of the All-Time Misfit Podcast. We thank you for listening. Hope for a great Super Bowl and have a great week. And this is at Brunelli Sports. Chris? Yes, tip. Tyler? Yes. Set the door to that, drivers. I'm going to be out until about two hours before the Super Bowl because you know that I cannot miss the Super Bowl. So, oh, yeah, and you, you should do killer tomorrow. Y'all, for sure. Um, but uh, follow, you can follow me on Twitter at T underscore Demet. Follow our show's podcast Twitter at AT Misfits Pod. Yep, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook at the All-Time Misfit Podcast. And also, if you have iTunes, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thank you, and have a great week. I'm the one who has to stop recording. Yay. Thanks for listening to the All-Time Misfits Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.